Good morning, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's Saturday, July 8th, 2023, and you're here for our Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. Uh, I wanted to uh, play that for, for you for some time, uh, but it's three movements and it's, it's kind of long, so <laughs> I figured on a Saturday you could take a little break and hear that uh, wonderful Reformation Suite um, for Brass Quartet and Organ, written by Ben Culley, who um, was a classmate of mine at Concordia Chicago, and is, uh, let's see, he was a parish musician, but now he works for, I want to say he works for Hal Leonard, um, working in their music department, publisher. Anyway, recorded that back in 2016. Oh, so that was, well, that was a while ago now. All right. Today we continue our catechesis in Matthew's Gospel. Now we'll be in chapter 13. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our psalm for the week is Psalm 138. We pray it together. I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods I sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. On the day I called, you answered me. My strength of soul you increased. All the kings of the earth shall give you thanks, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth, and they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he knows from afar. Though I walk, In the midst of trouble you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Memory verse is from Romans chapter 12. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Romans 12, verses 14 through 15. And our catechism for the week, the Lord's Prayer, fifth petition. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. What does this mean? We pray in this petition that our Father in heaven would not look at our sins or deny our prayer because of them. We are neither worthy of the things for which we pray, nor have we deserved them, but we ask that he would give them all to us by grace, for we daily sin much and surely deserve nothing but punishment. So we too will sincerely forgive and gladly do good to those who sin against us. All right. What I like to do during the week, um, as I have opportunity with you, is to expand upon the various parts of the um, of our readings for the week. Right. So uh, maybe have a little discussion, or in the case of the psalm, have a meditation from uh, Father Reardon, or um, in the case of the hymn, give you some hymn background. And in this case, 
uh, I think what we should do is look at the large catechism on the fifth petition. Now, you recall um, that the small catechism was written uh, in particular for children, uh, to be memorized, of course, and then, um, <clears throat> and of course, uh, considered. This is what we use to uh, catechize all new members, is, is the small catechism. The large catechism, on the other hand, was written in particular for the fathers uh, to provide them, well, if you like, if those of you who have been teachers, this would be like the teacher's manual, right? Which then prepares the father to answer and to discuss further questions, even more than what applies uh, or what is said in the small catechism. So listen to what Luther says in the fifth, uh, regards to the fifth petition from the large catechism, right? I'm going to change my, my view here a little bit. It's bothering me a bit. All right. I have to restart to apply changes. Hold on. <laughs> my Bible software. I was finding it a little hard to read. Ah, yes. Okay. Let's get back to the large catechism. Let's see. Which part do we want? Oh, open that. Sorry for that. I had it all queued up. All right. There we go. This part now applies to our poor, miserable life. Although we have and believe God's word, do and submit to his will, and are supported by his gifts and blessings, our life is still not sinless. We still stumble daily and transgress because we live in a world among people. They do us much harm and give us reasons for impatience, anger, revenge, and such. Besides, we have the devil at our back. He attacks us from every side and fights, as we have heard, against all the previous petitions of the Lord's Prayer, of course. So it is not possible to stand firm at all times in such constant conflict. So we've been talking about diligence all week. Brought that up in regards to um, our, uh, you know, what patriotism might look like, but also what it means to be a Christian, a member of a Christian congregation, is to be both diligent in, God, in study of God's word, but also um, diligent in defending God's word from error. Right? That constant conflict is what Luther calls it. There is here again great need for us to call upon God and to pray, quote, Dear Father, forgive us our trespasses, end quote. It is not as though he did not forgive sin without and even before our prayer. He has given us the gospel in which is pure forgiveness before we prayed or ever thought about it. But the purpose of this prayer is that we may recognize and receive such forgiveness. Or as I've often said, the purposes of the petition of the Lord's Prayer is for faith, that we would believe. The flesh in which we daily live is of such a nature that it neither trusts nor believes God. It is ever active in evil lusts and devices, so that we daily or we sin daily in word and deed by what we do and what we fail to do. You can hear all sorts of echoes in our various confessions, liturgical confessions, straight out of, well, scriptures, but also um, Luther's various combinations here in the Lord's large catechism. By this, the conscience is thrown into unrest by our sin so that it is afraid of God's wrath and displeasure, so it loses the comfort and confidence derived from the gospel. Therefore, it is always necessary that we run here and receive consolation to comfort the conscience again. Right? Now, we've talked about how the Lutheran confessions use, use conscience, um, but in the way of the New Testament, uh, speaking of the heart. So the conscience is where, both the, where knowledge um, of one's sin is brought in conflict with the knowledge of God's word, or of, uh, of well, then <laughs> one's nature is brought in conflict with God's word, all right? And that's done as the conscience is afflicted by God's word, 
right? And comforted then by God's word too, forgiving. But this should serve God's purpose of breaking our pride and keeping us humble. God has reserved this right for himself, if anyone wants to boast of his godliness and despise others. That that person is to think about himself and place this prayer before his eyes. He will find that he is no better than others, and that in God's presence all must tuck their tails and be glad that they can gain forgiveness. Let no one think that as long as he lives here, he can reach such a position that he will not need such forgiveness. In short, if God does not forgive without stopping, we are lost. It is therefore the intent of this petition that God would not regard our sins and hold us up hold up to us what we daily deserve, but we pray that he would deal graciously with us and forgive as he has promised, and so grant us a joyful and confident conscience to stand before him in prayer. Again, confident, joyful conscience. What Luther is very concerned about. So are the scriptures. That's Hebrews 10, by the way. For where the heart is not in a right relationship with God, or cannot take such confidence, it will not dare to pray anymore. Such confident and joyful heart can spring from nothing else than the certain knowledge of forgiveness of sin. There is here attached a necessary yet comforting addition, as we forgive. He has promised that we shall be sure that everything is forgiven and pardoned in the way that we also forgive our neighbor. Just as we daily sin much against God, and yet he forgives everything through grace, so we too must ever forgive our neighbor who does us injury, violence, and wrong, shows malice toward us, and so on. If therefore you do not forgive, then do not think that God forgives you. But if you forgive, you have this comfort and assurance that you are forgiven in heaven. This is not because of your forgiving, for God forgives freely and without condition, out of pure grace, because he has so promised, as the gospel teaches. But God says this in order that he may establish forgiveness as our confirmation and assurance, as a sign alongside of the promise, which agrees with this prayer in Luke 6, 37. So our forgiveness of our neighbor is the sign of our confidence, our faith, in his forgiveness of us, which comes before, proceeds, even our knowledge of sin. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Therefore, Christ also repeats it soon after the Lord's Prayer and says in Matthew 6, 14, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you, and so on. Right? So it's not a conditional, it's a sign attached to a promise. That's what Luther is careful there. Even though the language, I suppose, grammatically sounds conditional, if, then, right? This sign is therefore attached to this petition. When we pray, we remember the promise and think, Dear Father, for this reason I come and pray for you to forgive me, not so that I can make satisfaction or merit anything by my works. I pray because you have promised and attached the seal to this prayer that I should be sure about it as though I had absolution pronounced by you, yourself. For baptism and the Lord's Supper, appointed as outward signs, work as seals, or signs. In the same way, also this sign can serve to confirm our conscience and cause them to rejoice. It is especially given for this purpose so that we may use and practice forgiveness every hour, a thing that we have with us at all times. It's an interesting um, idea, and maybe worth a little bit of experimentation. Um, If you doubt the Lord's forgiveness of you, try this. Try go forgive some other people in Jesus' name (laughs) and see what happens. You can't do it outside of faith. You won't be able to forgive others unless you actually uh, are given by the Spirit to believe in Christ's forgiveness. Okay. And if you're having difficulty forgiving others, um, then pray again, right? Forgive me for my lack of forgiveness, even. (laughs) How about that? All right. Our first reading today is from Isaiah 33. Woe to you who plunder, though you have not been plundered. And you who deal treacherously, 
though they have not dealt treacherously with you. When you cease plundering, you will be plundered. When you make an end of dealing treacherously, they will deal treacherously with you. O Lord, be gracious to us. We have waited for you. Be their arm every morning, our salvation also in time of trouble. At the noise of the tumult, the people shall flee. When you lift yourself up, the nations shall be scattered, and your plunder shall be gathered, like the gathering of the caterpillar, as the running to and fro of locusts. Ye shall run upon them. The Lord is exalted, for he dwells on high. He has filled Zion with justice and righteousness. Wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of art of your times, and the strength of salvation, the fear of the Lord, is his treasure. All right. Now to that point of forgiveness, you see something similar here from Isaiah 33, right? Um, just because you forgive others doesn't mean they won't continue to um, seek to cause you hurt and harm, continue to sin against you, right? But that's not on you. That's not your burden. Um, that's actually the Lord's burden to take care of, right? All you can do is deal with your own conscience, right? Of course, you can try to clear other people's conscience by pronouncing forgiveness for them in the, in the Lord's name, right? And if they receive it in faith, their conscience will be clear, right? But again, that work is going to be done Yes, by your lips, but accomplished by the Spirit. So here with your own conscience, this is what you pray. Not that just by stopping plundering and uh, dealing treacherously that all is forgiven, but rather the Lord is gracious. He is the, as our salvation. right? And he will um, fill Zion, that's the heavenly city, with justice and righteousness, wisdom and knowledge, stability and strength, right? and the fear of the Lord, both now in the church and there in eternity in the new heavens and new earth, right? Um, so you can't put your confidence in results. That's the other challenge, even with forgiving, but uh, even amendment of life. I saw a, um, a pastor um, on Twitter make uh, really an absurd statement saying that uh, reparations belong to repentance or making amends belongs to repentance, right? Um, now, this was not a Roman Catholic, which is what you would expect, right? Um, where they, for them, repentance does include con, um, amendment of life, right? You can't truly be re- uh, repentant without actually um, having done so many Hail Marys and so many Our Fathers and so many acts of charity, etc. And, of course, um, restitution to the one that you've offended. Now, we believe all those things are good and actually a fruit of faith worked by the Holy Spirit, right? Uh, but repentance, properly speaking, is is being sorry for one's sin, contrition, and then turning to the Lord in faith for forgiveness. Right? Um, and unfortunately, this pastor was very confused, thinking that in order to be repentant, one must uh, make amendment. Um, now, we do see it again in the New Testament that after forgiveness is pronounced and received, that often life is changed, amended. Think of uh, the famous story of uh, Zacchaeus, right? Where he uh, repaid according to the Mosaic Law repaid four times what um, he had stolen. But he didn't do it under the Lord's command. Um, he did it as a fruit of faith in, as a result of Jesus' forgiveness, coming to his house and eating with him. All right. So to be careful about that. It's the Lord's doing, even amendment of life, even um, a change of heart. Okay. <clears throat> and then a famous parable today, Matthew 13, uh, the first part of the, uh, of the chapter, and then uh, you'll actually get we get at least another set of parables, wheat in the tares, parables of the kingdom, the dragnet. Oh, we're going to have parables, parables, parables all week, next week. Also, uh, Jesus doing some catechesis on the purpose of parables. Why does he speak in parables? You're going to have to wait for that until uh, Monday. All right.
So the first parable of the chapter. On the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea. And great multitudes were gathered together to him, so that he got into a boat and sat. And the whole multitude stood on the shore. Excuse me. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places, where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up, because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. I have the, the hymn from Franzman in my, my head. The sower went out to sow a seed, right? All right. So uh, remember, he was yesterday in a house, right? Or he was taught, and he, then he did some catechesis about the house being swept and put in order, right? Remember, he cast out the demon. Um, and then he spoke of the trees and the home. All right. So then, after he left the house, where did he go? He sat by the sea. Of course, the sea is referring to the Sea of Galilee or Gennesaret or Tiberias. <laughs> has many names, right? And uh, what did the large crowds cause him to do? Yeah, they were pressing in on him, so he uh, got into a boat and sat in the boat and preached then to the shore from the boat. Uh, this, I imagine, would work pretty well, right? Speaking across the water. But uh, there might be something more going on here. So we have boat, water, people hearing preaching. Boat, water, people hearing preaching. We've had this before in, the, in this gospel. The sea reminds us, of course, water, baptism, the boat being the church, right? The stilling of the storm would be a good example. Here we're, we are reminded that the church continues to preach to the world that they might be brought into the boat with Christ by his word, I think. Mm-hmm. All right, so then he tells a parable right? And now we'll, we'll talk about the meaning of parables again on Monday, but for now, remember that a parable is a story. Mm, true or not, you know, it's always true, but something that really happened or not, eh, not always so confident about that sometimes, maybe. Um, but a story anyway that Jesus tells to hide and reveal mysteries about the kingdom of God, hidden from those outside of faith, revealed to those inside of faith. Mm-hmm. All right, so in this case, a sower. What's the sower doing, of course? What sowers do? Sow his seed, right? Now, um, one of the things with parables is you always, you're always going to notice that something is wrong. It's off. Something isn't quite right, right? And that I would suggest to you that's in the form of a parable, um, that's the thing that's supposed to catch your attention, right? And cause you to, uh, to think, to meditate, uh, to muse. The sower is not acting wisely. Why? Ah, uh, what of that? Of uh, what of that? As Franzman says in the hymn, right? He's scattering his seed recklessly rather than limiting it only to the good soil. He's, he's sending his seed everywhere. First to the wayside, right? So the ditch, if you like. So this is the ditch weed. And what happens to the seed? In that case, the birds come and devour it. The second place is stony places, rocks, right? So there it springs up quickly, but then the scorch, sun scorches them because they have no root, they wither. Third soil. Uh, among thorns, right? The thorns spring up and choke away the seed. And then the fourth soil, of course, is uh, good ground. And there it yields a crop. 
Notice not uh, consistent, though, different crops in different places. Some 100-fold, some 60, some 30. Then he says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. (laughs) All right. So what does that mean? Are you going to hear it in faith, for faith, or are you going to hear it as some kind of uh, gardening advice, which would uh, just cause you to say Jesus is absurd and a madman, right? Um, Reminded of uh, C.S. Lewis, what was his uh, threefold Really, the only possibility you have when you encounter Jesus' word. Either he's a liar, a lunatic, um, or he's the Savior. I think that's the three. I thought it was three L's, but it's liar, lunatic, or Lord. Haha, <laughs> there we go. Liar, lunatic, or Lord. Okay, we're going to talk more about uh, the purpose of parables, but for now, we'll leave it there. We'll talk about that on Monday. Meditation then. Jesus gives ears to those whom he has called to faith. When Jesus preaches the parables, the real truths were hidden from the crowds. Still today, the parables are usually treated as moralistic stories about good behavior rather than stories with a hidden meaning that can be heard only by the ear of faith. The center point of the parable is Christ, who is always the key to its meaning. But many simply will not be able to see or hear the truth. Whether to adults or children, we must first stress the story, then begin to catechize them as to what it means, for faith will come by hearing the message preached about Christ. Right. So again, um, it is for it can only be heard in faith, um, but also for faith. I, I'm thinking of. Um, I'm not sure he's a Christian yet, but I think he's getting closer. Um, the uh, philosopher Jordan Jordan B. Peterson, who I enjoy uh, mostly because uh, his interviews are um, he, he finds good guests right to interview on his on his podcast now, um, and I appreciate his books. I have a few of them here, as providing some instruction to the flesh, if you like, natural law, you might call it. Um, but uh, he likes to struggle with, with God's word, and he's always trying to find the meaning, and uh, uh, often frustratingly so, because he, he will have some insight, but he'll also try to psycholo- psychologize, yeah, everything, all right? And um, it is meant to reveal the human heart, but it's also meant to really... Re- um, to always, I think, chiefly to reveal something of Christ and of His Church and of faith, and that's where uh, Dr. Peterson gets isn't quite there yet. Uh, God willing, He'll come along eventually, but not there yet. All right. So let you as ears to hear, let Him hear. Ears given by the Spirit, right? And I think you know what this parable is about. But again, we'll wait till Monday for that. He's going to explain it then. All right. Let's let's uh, sing our hymn. Oh, what did we sing yesterday? I think we sang the end, right? So let's sing, uh, let's sing the, what time is it? Oh, we can sing the whole thing today. How about that?
hath strength to do with ready heart and willing whatever you command my falling here fulfilling that I do what I should while trusting you to bless the outcome for my God, for you must give success. Keep me from saying words that later need recalling. Guide me lest idle speech may from my lips be falling. But when within my place I must add aught to speak, then to my words give grace, lest I offend the weak. Lord, let me win my foes with kindly words and actions, and let me find good friends for counsel and correction. Help me as you have taught to love both great and small, and by your Spirit's might to live in peace with pray our collect for the week. O Lord, grant that your governance may so peaceably order the course of this world, that your church may joyfully serve you in all godly quietness. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Heavenly Father, forgive us our trespasses. Do not look upon our sins or deny any of our prayers because of them. We are neither worthy of the things for which we pray, nor have we deserved them, but we ask that you would give them all to us by grace. For we daily sin much and surely deserve nothing but punishment. Grant us your forgiveness so that we too will sincerely forgive and gladly do good to those who sin against us. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Pray this day for faithfulness to the end. 
for the renewal of those who are withering in the faith or have fallen away, for pastors as they prepare to administer Christ's holy gifts, and for receptive hearts and minds on the Lord's day. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray this day uh, for Chelsea and Jason, both celebrating their birthday, with Walt and Jacob, celebrating their baptism, for the households of our church, especially Martin and Tara, Paul, Courtney, Doug, Jim and Deb, and Robert. Continue to give thanks to God for the healing granted to Barb. Pray for our catechumens. Pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Dale, Pam, Joe, Melanie, Kelsey, Christopher, Marcy, and Brad, Gus, Eileen, Ron, Doug, Bev, Jim, Pat, Wendell, and Darlene. Pray for our homebound, Marcy, Marion, Dan, Paul, Dolores, Merlin, and Pauline. Pray for the missions and mercy work of the church, and also that of our community this month with Safe Harbor of Sheboygan. We pray in intercession for Dasha and her family to find new housing, and we continue to pray for Matt's mom, Donna, covering from stroke. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, that's the Congregation of Prayer for today. Saturday, July 8th, 2023. It's good to have you with us here, um, as always. Tomorrow we have divine service at 9 o'clock. Uh, beforehand, 8 o'clock, God willing, we'll have uh, adult catechesis, although we had to cancel last week. And then Bible study following divine service. And uh, I think the, it'll be nice, nicer this Sunday than Sunday's previous. All right. Uh, all the church technology seems to be operating now completely as it once did, and, but actually even a little bit better, which was the goal. And so uh, I should help everyone involved, including myself, <laughs> not be distracted by that. Thanks be to God for that. Um, so I think that's it. So uh, God be with you all today. Uh, have a lovely day, and we'll see you again in the morning. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.